Now, this is going to be hard for some of us. Can you remember, those of you who went through high school and got to the end and you graduated, can you remember graduation, how excited you were? Can you get that inside of you just for a minute? Like, you, you, you remember that excitement that you were making it and you were going to not be a kid anymore? You were an adult and you could do anything. No more parents? Can I get an amen? No more parents? No more rules? Nothing holding us back? I remember, like, I, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, and I remember graduation was slated to be held for Pelham High School. The Pelham Panthers, the Mighty Panthers, was held, it was slated to be held at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Now, let me tell you about the Oak Man Mountain Amphitheater. It was a concert venue, outdoor. It was awesome. It was the place that I witnessed my very first Leonard Skinner concert. Come on. There's nothing like Sweet Home Alabama in Alabama, outside, under the stars. I kind of want to sing it for you right now. Some of, you, some of you would enter into a whole nother kind of worship if we did this, right? But let me tell you, oh, I thought I heard somebody stepping on the stage. That would have been awesome. But let me tell you, so we went through the whole, you know, give me three steps, all the songs, Leonard Skinner, you know, some of you know the songs. Those of you who have good musical taste know the songs, Leonard Skinner. And Leonard Skinner leaves the stage at the end of the concert. But nobody leaves the amphitheater. And so when I heard like my graduation was going to be at the Oak Mountain Amphitheater, I thought about this concert. And I thought, this is what graduation is going to be like. Now, sure, there was some drinking and things happening on the lawn that shouldn't have been happening and all of that. But graduation was going to be like this incredible event. And then just when you thought it was all over, they would reemerge from the back of the stage and Freebird would start. Some of you don't remember Freebird. Leonard Skinnerd, Freebird to end the concert was like graduation eve. So I'm so excited about graduation and all I can think of is Freebird. I'm free, finally free, like a bird on the wing, you know. So we get to like Wednesday, the week of graduation, and um, God decided to schedule storms for that week. And so we went from the Oak Mountain Amphitheater, Leonard Skinner, to a church sanctuary with pews <laughs> and limited attendance. We were each given just a couple of tickets to invite just a few of our closest friends or family members. And it felt like such a letdown. You know what I mean? From Leonard Skinner to church. <laughs> Some of you are like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it seemed like such a big deal in the moment. You, remember, you know, graduate, it just seemed like such a, a big deal. And graduation was a big deal. But where graduation was, what I thought was such a big thing was really insignificant in the scheme of things. The location of it. It was what was taking place. It was the new chapter that was beginning. That was what was most important. 
of that evening. And the new path that all of us were setting out on, it wasn't just an event, a moment in time. It was the new path that all of us were going to start out on that night and into the, the next few weeks. And um, I want to, this morning, I want to open up a little section of the Bible, and uh, I want to speak to some graduates, but I also want to speak to all of us, because I think God has a word for every single one of us, no matter where we are in life, and no matter where we're headed, and the journey that we're currently on, I think God has something for us this morning. And I'm going to try, I'm going to try I think graduation, the people who speak at graduation say this. They're, they're going to try to keep their comments brief. I'm going to try to keep my comments brief because I think there's, there's power in, in the Scripture. But I want to point out just a couple of things, okay? So it's not going to be long this morning, but can you stay with me just for a few minutes? Graduates, are you with me just for a few minutes? Just a couple minutes? Parents? Adults? All right. I think I've got some of you. Okay, here we go. So... If you, if you have your Bibles, if you actually have a physical copy of the Bible, you, or you can open it on your, on your smartphone or your iPad, but in the very middle, like if you open to the very middle, there is um, a, a, a section, a, a book is what we call it in the Bible, called Psalms. And what's interesting about the Psalms are the Psalms were the prayer language for the, the Jews. The, the Psalms were the prayers and the songs of the Jews. And what's so beautiful about the Psalms is they are the most honest and raw words to God that you could read. I mean, complete honesty to God. Like, God, I am at the end of my rope and I can't find you anywhere. It's as if you have left me all alone. Like, those kind of words, like honesty to God. I, I just saw an interview. It's been a number of years. I've seen it before, but I just watched it again. It was an interview between uh, Eugene Peterson, who helped uh, in the, the paraphrase that we call the message of the Bible, and, and Bono, you know, from U2. There's this theme. Leonard Skinner, U2, today, I don't know. Bono, and one of the things that he talked about is how in the church, oftentimes, one of his, his uh, one of the things that is ch he's challenged by the church is so often we we aren't honest, like raw honesty before God. But the Psalms tell us and they express for us a raw honesty before God. It's just beautiful. And at the very beginning of the Psalms, Psalm chapter 1, I think is a path for all of us to give us some wisdom. And I think to our grads, but also to all of us, just some wisdom. So that's what I want to read to you, all of Psalm chapter 1. I want to point out just a couple of things and challenge you and challenge myself, and, um, and then we'll be done. So here we go. Psalm chapter 1 says this. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. So it's this like little uh, three-piece uh, presentation. Oh, the joy of those who do not do these three things. Follow the advice of the wicked, stand around with sinners, join in with the mockers. But they delight in what he says, the law of the Lord, or what you might, uh, what, what you might think of here instead of law of the Lord, because usually when we hear law of the Lord today, we think of the Bible, but that's not what they were thinking about here because the Bible didn't exist here. And so what he's saying is, um, 
but they delight in the, the, the created ways, the way that God has created the world, meditating on it day and night. Now, some of that is the scripture that they had, the Torah, but, but much of it was just the way, it was more of a general, the way God has created. Those who meditate on the ways that God has created the world, they, they meditated on it, on it day and night. They are like, and here's, the, here's kind of the outcomes, they are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit every season. Their leaves never, never wither and they prosper in everything they do but not the wicked. They are like worthless chaff scattered by the wind. They will be condemned at the time of judgment. Sinners have no place among the godly. Wow. Big contrast. Trees planted by the riverbank, chaff scattered by the wind. We're going to come back to that. For the Lord watches over the path of the godly, but the path of the wicked will lead them to destruction. Now, what a, what a beautiful passage of Scripture that helps us all see that we have a choice in life. You have a choice in how you live your life. You have a choice in how you're going to walk through this world. And listen, we say this all the time. We all know this to be true. Life passes so much quicker than you realize it's going to pass. And one day you're going to wake up and think to yourself, how did I get here? The way that you got here, wherever here was, is all the decisions you made there. Are you with me? The decisions we make today will create the life we live tomorrow. Don't miss that. The decisions you're making today are creating the very life that you're going to experience tomorrow. Every single one of us are making decisions that will lead us in a certain path. We are not just puppets on a string. We are humans with minds and hearts, and God says, use them wisely because they are going to be what guides your path in the world in which you live. So graduates, you have some decisions to make. Parents, Adults, grandparents, kids, all of us, we have some decisions to make on how we're going to live life. And the question is, how do we make the decisions that we make? How do we choose the path of our lives? The outcome, he says, is there's trees and there's what he calls chaff. Two very different things, trees and chaff. I want you just to get that in your mind, just for a second. Trees and chaff. Um, I was out on a little run yesterday and um, this time of year, you know what drives me crazy in Arizona this time of year is all the pollen falling out of the trees. And it's funny because I'll be jogging along and I'll run under one of those pink and white trees that's dropping all that junk that it's dropping out of, you know. And I try to hold my breath and then it like kills my run because then I'm like holding my breath for a minute. And you shouldn't do that when you're running because you should actually be breathing. But I don't want to breathe that stuff in. And then when I'm running under the tree or walking under the tree, all that crunchy crap that's on the ground. Am I allowed to say that? all that crunchy stuff on the ground, and I'm like, that's chaff. All that dead stuff on the ground is chaff. And it gets blown here and there, and if you have a neighbor who has people who, uh, they, they clean their yard, they blow, you know, they have the blowers, and they blow their yard, and they blow all the chaff into your yard. <laughs> they make you mad. 
There's a difference between trees and chaff. And what the psalm is telling us is that the choices that we make will lead us to either be like trees or like chaff. Now, come on. You, you can either make decisions today that will plant you, that will ground you, that will give you life and will create out of you life and goodness for other people, or you will be like the worthless junk falling out of the trees to be blown here and there. Now listen, um, how many of you love fruit this time of year? So we were going through Costco and the cherries, like in that really cold section, I, I can only stay in there for a couple minutes because it's so cold in there. And we're going through in the cherries, and I was like, oh, we got to get some cherries. And Robin said, not yet. You got to just wait. Because they're not quite Mount Rainier cherries. They're just not quite ready yet. Like, you got to wait till they're ripe. And, like, there's something about trees that are planted in the right place that actually produce good fruit all the time. All the time. All the time. Good fruit. You don't have to wait. Like, it's always. And, and that. Produce, that tree produces not just goodness for you, it actually produces goodness for other people. Come on now, church. We need to be like trees planted, producing life, not just for ourselves, but for all those around us. We should be good news. Students, you can make some decisions in the next few years as you've graduated and you're moving into whatever God has for you in the future. You can make some decisions that will actually bring about goodness for other people, not just for you. And all of us can. Every single one of us can. The psalm is just like bringing to light the truth of life. Chaff is dead, it's scattered, it's empty. And one of the things that the scripture says is that chaff will be condemned at the time of judgment. When we think about that, the time of judgment, many of our minds goes to the end of time, like when everything's done. That's not what Scripture's talking about here. It's talking about the moments of life where the heat rises. When we're chaff, things happen that when the moment, like we will be condemned. And I think about like the, uh, the outlook, for example, this year on forest fires is not good. Why? Because there's a lot of dead chaff and dead grass around. And when heat, the heat rises, what happens to all that dry grass and the chaff? Like eventually, it will be condemned and create devastation, not just for it, but for a whole swath of land. D does that make sense? Do you see the differences in how we choose to live? We can actually be good news and fruit to other people that brings life, or we can be like chaff that actually, when the heat rises, we bring a path of destruction for everyone around us. Gosh, I could end right there and call it a day, couldn't I? I mean, that's, that's so important for us to remember that the choices that we make are either bringing life or they're bringing death. Every single one of us. The choices that we're making are either bringing life or they're bring, being, bringing death. Okay, I told you brief, that's it. So let's move on to the next little piece. These three little, at the very beginning, chap, uh, verse, that first verse, oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. What, this, this is like a little three-piece um, picture, and it, in some translations it says, walk 
Those who do not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand with sinners or join in or sit with mockers. So he's saying, uh, the, the, the author, and, and I think what God is saying to us is that, that when we listen to the advice and follow the advice of, of the wicked, or when we stand among the sinners, kind of join in with them, or when we sit or make our home with those who mock God, this is when destruction finds us. And so I'm, I'm just going to say what probably your parents, uh, graduates have been saying for a long time, be careful who you hang out with. But I'm going to say this to all of us, be careful who you hang out with. Listen to this from, from the Proverbs. Whether or not you believe in God, whether or not you like, have a clear idea of faith and what you believe and all of that, this makes sense to all of us, I think. Become wise by walking with the wise. You want to make wiser decisions? Hang out with wise people, right? You want to be a better manager of your money or steward of your money? Hang out with people who are good managers of their money. And look at what they do. You want to you want to you want to be fit. Hang out with people who are fit. And you'll learn some things. You'll begin to walk like they do. You'll be, begin to live. Hang out with fools, and watch your life fall to pieces. Isn't that a great passage? Hang out with fools, and you just watch your life crumble. You want to be wise. Hang out with the wise. Uh, I don't know who said this. I, I, write, I write it down because I think it's, it's such, such a clear picture. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'm going to show you your future. Because the people that you hang around with the most, the people that you do life with, will shape who you become in the future. And so graduates, I would say this, but I would say this to every single one of us. The people that we're spending our lives with are helping to shape who we're becoming and the experience we will have the rest of our lives. Our lives are not made merely by what happens to us, and so many of us believe this in life. Like, why, why did my graduation get ruined by a storm? Why, why did it get ruined by a storm, right? Why do these things happen to me? Our lives are not made merely by what happens to us. Now, there are things out of our control that we can't control that are bad, that happen to us. But rather, our lives are made through the choices we make in the circumstances, just the things that are happening all around us. Our choices, our decision-making is so very important, and it is forming our lives. So three quick questions and one little practice, and we're done. Here are the three questions. Where or from whom are you receiving advice? Where or from whom are you receiving your advice? Now listen, I, I, I'm just gonna say this. If you're receiving all your advice on Instagram or TikTok or the news channels, if you're receiving all your advice and your direction from just these sources, beware. You guys are trying to preach for me. <laughs> Beware. Like, 
if you want to be wise, surround yourself with wise people and listen to the wisdom that comes from wise people. And let me tell you, the best place for that to happen is with God and his spirit, because he's the one who created it all. He's the one guiding it all. Like, it's the best place to start. So, so where or from whom are you receiving your, your, your advice? And let, let me just tell you. Um, oh, I told you I was going to do this quick. Real quick, can I tell you one thing real quick? Have you seen The Social Dilemma? Anybody seen The Social Dilemma? Listen, we are, out, we, we are outpowered by all that's going on behind the scenes. There was a day when we were kind of above it all, but right now, when we're only being fed the things that we're reading and we sit in these echo chambers where everything that comes at us is the very things that we go to, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. We've got, we've got to get wisdom from outside of ourselves or our little sources. So where or from whom are you receiving advice? Graduates, be careful what you continually feed your mind and your heart. Okay, second thing. Are there any patterns in your life that are continually bringing about pain for other people or yourself? That means you're standing in the way of sinners. If, if, if there are patterns in your life that just continue, 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 and it brings about pain for other people or yourself, like, be careful who you're standing with. Like, find some other places to stand in life. And then the third thing. Have I become comfortable mocking God or other people by the way that I live or the way that I talk or the way that I think? Am I just mocking God and other people? Oh, the joy of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand with sinners or join in with the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. So, Last piece. We're going to practice this real quick. Um, one of the coolest stats I just saw. Uh, in January 2021, 71% of adults in the United States are opening their Bible on a regular basis because of what version has provided to us. Now, come on. That's some good news. And in January of this year, 71% of American adults are opening the Bible on, on the app, the YouVersion app, on a regular basis. Now, reading it and meditating on it is a whole other thing, but opening it is an awesome start. And so students, graduates, parents, grandparents, everyone in the room, anybody can, who I mean, online, everybody, like, one of the best things that we can do is download the YouVersion app onto our phones and start every single day with one passage of Scripture and just chew on it all day long. Just one simple passage. I've started in my, like I have a bigger um, notebook that I walk through my day, and I've started like writing the, the Scripture of the day at the top of every page. Because then when I'm in a meeting and I'm taking notes, my mind always goes back to that because it's like chewing on it. What it means to meditate on, it means to chew on it, to think about it, to test it, to practice it, to believe it. Um, that word meditate is similar to when we talk about uh, cows. You know what ch chewing cud, do you know what that is? So if you think about it, 
Um, some of you will love this picture. Some of you will hate this picture. So cows will eat. It's like they eat all the time. They eat grass, and they chew it up, and they swallow it, and then they throw it back up into their mouths and chew it some more, some of it, not all of it, and then they swallow it into a different side of their stomach. And that's what it's talking about, is that you should open up God's Word <laughs> and chew on it, read it, think about it, swallow it, and then when you're in a meeting, <laughs> I'm just trying to keep you with me this morning. Chew on it some more, think about it some more, practice it, take some, share it with a friend. I don't know. Let it become a part of you. So here was, the, here was oh gosh, I don't even know if you're going to remember anything from this morning. Something about cows and cud. And, so here's the verse from today. Um, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And, it, and then it says, um, will trouble or hardship or persecution, uh, will famine or danger or, or those against me, will any of this separate me from the love of of Christ. No. I'm convinced that nothing can separate me. So, listen, how good is this for our minds and our hearts? To know that no matter what we're facing today, in the moment, the fight that you're having with your spouse or your parent or your child, like, the thing that just happened at work that you can't get over, the diagnosis, like the health challenges that are ahead for you? Does it mean that God no longer loves you because you're walking into these things? No, 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 Paul says. No, I am convinced that none of these things can separate us from the love of Christ. And graduates, I want you to hear this kind of thing, and I want you to chew on it, and I want it to become a part of your heart that, that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. I want you to know that as you go off into this next chapter that there's nothing that can separate you from the love that is in Christ. And you can rest in that. You can find joy and hope and peace in that. And we all can, can't we? It's a good thing to open God's word, to meditate on it, as the scripture says. Oh, the joy of those who don't just follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners, or sit with the mockers, but they delight in God's ways, and they meditate day and night. Would you stand with me? And I want to say a prayer over you. I wasn't as brief as I tried to be, but there's some good stuff in there. Psalm chapter 1, go home today and open it and highlight some things. You can write in your Bible, your real Bible, don't write on your smartphone because then it won't come off, but... God, uh, I thank you that you never give up on us, and I thank you that nothing can separate us from your love. I pray that we would make decisions. God, I pray that we would make decisions that don't separate us from you. I, I pray that, that we would make decisions to meditate on your ways, that they would become our ways. I pray that each one of us would become like a tree planted by the riverbank, bearing fruit in every season, our leaves never withering, and I pray that we would prosper in all that we do.
And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. All right. Have a great day. We'll see you next Sunday.